the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters reporting. A 911 dispatcher who took a Buffalo supermarket shooting call has been put on leave. A dispatcher who took a 911 call Saturday from an employee at the Tops Friendly Market in Buffalo as a mass shooting was taking place has been placed on leave and may lose her job. A spokesman for the executive of Erie County said in an email to the Associated Press, termination will be sought. An assistant manager at the store told the Buffalo News she was whispering during the 911 call because she feared the shooter would hear her. The store employee alleges the dispatcher shouted at her, asked why she was whispering, and then hung up. The employee then called her boyfriend and told him to call 911 to report the shooting. Ten people were killed in the attack. I'm Mike Gracia. Another member of President Biden's cabinet tested positive for the coronavirus. Ed Donahue reports. His spokeswoman says Health Secretary Javier Becerra tested positive while visiting Germany for a meeting of health ministers from the group of seven nations. He's fully vaccinated, was experiencing mild symptoms, and to work in isolation. Becerra was last at the White House last Thursday. He's not considered a close contact to President Biden. The meeting Becerra was at focused on drawing lessons from the pandemic. Secretary of State Antony Blinken and Vice President Kamala Harris have also been infected. Ed Donahue, Washington. The bears are rumbling toward Wall Street. The stock market skid this year has pulled the S&P 500 close to what's known as a bear market. Rising interest rates, high inflation, the war in Ukraine, and a slowdown in China's economy have caused investors to reconsider the prices they're willing to pay for a wide range of stocks, from high-flying tech companies to traditional automakers. The Dow was down by 1,164 points. The Nasdaq dropped 566. More at townhall.com. Spring means new beginnings and growth. So let's get your business's seeds planted with Salem Surround. There's a lot of competition for your brand, and we want to ensure that you stand out. Let us help your website bring you the leads your business needs to thrive. Let's make sure people find you faster and easier on the web. Our amazing team of media strategists are here to serve. Like you, we live here, work here, and know the community. We're in the business of helping small and medium-sized business achieve their goals. At Salem Surround, we do it all, from digital audio to web design, SEO management, digital presence, and more. We're media strategists, and we're very, very good at what we do. So let's grow together. Let's start growing together today. Visit SurroundSanDiego.com. That's SurroundSanDiego.com. Listen to The James Cooley Show. It's your life. Saturdays at 10 p.m. and Sundays at 8 p.m. Right here on The Answer San Diego. The James Cooley Show. It's your life radio show is here to inspire you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. James Cooley is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. Life is full of circles and cycles, phases and stages. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Listen to The James Cooley Show. It's your life. Saturdays at 10 p.m. And Sundays at 8 p.m. right here on The Answer San Diego.
relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. Be the next success story. Portions of the following program may be pre-recorded. Streaming now on the Answer San Diego app and odyssey.com. Intelligent. Conservative. The answer. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. It is hump day. Welcome to the second hour of the Andrea K Show. And one of the monitors up here, we've got Wheel of Fortune up there. Man, maybe I need to put in an application, go on Wheel of Fortune, because this economy is looking ugly. Maybe I can somehow afford a tank of gas if I can I can hitchhike my way up there and spin the wheel and maybe be able to solve a, a puzzle I might be able to feed myself in the next couple of months. Uh, yeah. but you can't afford to buy a vowel. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting too expensive. Glad to have you guys here with me for hour two of the Andrea K Show. 888-344-1170. Are you scared? Have you opened up? Don't be, you know, the Dow lost 1,164 points today. Top of Drudge says a Wall Street bloodbath could be lost decade for the market. It is getting really ugly out there. Before I bring in the financial thought doctor, Dave Elhoff, uh, I, I, I thought I'd play a clip for you guys that explains why last night's show I was talking to Carl Jackson. I was like, how come we're all of a sudden hearing this replacement theory stuff? I've never heard of this before. And all of a sudden now, every headline having to do with these primary elections is about this. And um, I think we've got an explanation of why this has come up like it has. Uh, Skins, please play clip six. Make it the Republican replacement theory. Mainstream it because it, this is the way you have to scare. We, we don't have the economy on our side as Democrats. So you have to scare the bejesus out of people. The way to scare it is say, you know, this replacement theory, this is not just coming from some dark corner of the web. This is the Republican platform. Make them own it. And Democrats run from this fistfight. I know in the previous segment, Eugene Daniels, you talked about the president not wanting to call out names. Call out Tucker Carlson. Call out the politicians and make this, make them own it. This is a Republican platform. It's the racist Republican replacement theory. That's the strategy. That's the play. You think it's going to make anybody forget right now that they can't afford a gas a tank and that uh, there's an article here that says gas pumps are reprogrammed for $10 a gallon. You want to talk about people being having the bejesus scared or bejeevas scared out of them. That'll do it. Uh, joining me now to discuss like he does every Wednesday is the financial thought doctor, Dave Elhoff. Hello, Dave Elhoff. Dynamite, how are you? Well, um, I'm kind of scared. I kind of got the bejesus scared out of me with what's going on with the market. Talk me off the ledge, man. I mean, is is this not a bloodbath or what is this? I don't I don't remember it being this bad since what was it? Black Tuesday or whatever in the 80s? Well, I I remember that time. It was 500 points off the Dow. Of course, the percentage off the Dow today wasn't as high as it was then. But, you know, I can tell you 
going back to 2008, that every time the market went down, it got closer to where those stocks start to become more affordable. And what's happening here with inflation, with the gas prices, and, and the scare tactics that the Democrats are having, it's unbelievable how Democrats can go and call the Republicans all kinds of names, dirty names. I read an article today. It appalled me. And, and I'm not one that's going to get offended easily, but the way they talked about Republicans mm-hmm. is unbelievable. Let's talk about where we were before Biden got into president. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And tell me this, folks. If you're out there and you're wondering whose policies make the most sense, you can't be talking about this guy that's in power right now. Dave, we had the greatest so, economy ever in American history under Trump. We didn't have we didn't have American moms uh, having babies starving, and we've actually now got babies being having to be hospitalized because there's no formula. We've got uh, we've it, it, we've got people that are not going to be able to afford ten dollars a gallon of gas, and that is coming. We've already got people struggling in this country right now with seven dollars a gallon of gas. We've got people can't afford the rent. Uh, you know, it's not even a discussion so much anymore from people whether or not they can buy, and in terms of the market correcting itself. I understand market corrections, but if you're somebody looking at retirement, you're like, holy moly, you know, not only, you know, can I, can I, it's not only a question of, can I take this ding and this hit that that took place now, but then it's, uh, uh, how bad is this going to go down the road? Absolutely. And there are strategies that people need to be aware of that are available to combat inflation. You take, for instance, I like to use a unit investment trust vehicle. It's a basket of stocks that are targeted to beat inflation. And what we're talking about is it could be a precious metals basket of stocks. It could be a commodities basket of stocks. Those are things that do well when we have inflationary period. The other thing is, is that I also have BDCs. They are building development companies that invest in floating rate, interest rate, secured securities. That All right, talk English now. Talk English, talk English now. <laughs> okay. If that what that means is that they're the higher spectrum and they get paid off first if anything goes wrong with the company. You take oh, okay. when GM went through their reorganization, those that had senior securities got every dollar they were owed plus the interest. The bondholders got 20% on a dollar. Stockholders got nothing. I remember that. That was during the um, auto bailout. And I remember thinking, how come some of these people got everything out? And then you had school teachers, retired people that that, that their pension funds weren't put in the proper place and they got nada. Correct. So there are strategies out there that people have that are available to them. And 
you need to pay attention, folks. You need to have a conversation with your financial advisor. Give me a call anytime you want. I'll have a conversation with you. And that's all it is because there are alternatives going forward, even the face of this inflation and these bad economy, bad policies that are coming out of Washington. All right. So Art Laffer was on, uh, and I remember, it's so weird seeing him doing media because I remember studying economics at LSU and learning the Laffer curve, you know, when I was a kid. And um, when you get older, you think of 18 as a kid when 18 is really an adult. But anyway, um, so Art Laffer was on, I watched an interview with him today, and he's like, look, we got to get interest rates above the inflation rate. End of discussion. Well, do you agree? Yes, I do because uh, I think I sent you a couple articles. You did. Or, and I, they're on my to, to they're on my to read list. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and they talk about higher interest rates doesn't necessarily mean a bad thing, especially with people who are trying to save safely. So the sooner they crank them up a little bit, the better off everyone's going to be down the road. Well, no offense. Yeah, I know you've been telling me that. It did take my man, Art Laffer, <laughs> to, to get me to, to get me to go, okay, okay then. Because uh, it's, it's something that's kind of counterintuitive. And I think yeah. it's that I remember as a kid in the 80s and my parents buying a house in Slidell and the interest was like 20 something percent. And so to me, when oh, I hear interest, yeah. yeah, when I hear interest rates going up, I'm, I'm thinking that that's where my head goes. And um, uh, some people are saying not Art Laffer. Some people are saying that the market sell off like this is that they this is an indication that a recession is coming. Do you agree? Uh, not immediately. You know, I say to you that uh, I don't expect it to be until twenty. 23 later or 2024. I follow the Brian Westbury first trust advisors Mm -hmm. and he's not expecting it to happen until 2024. So yeah, it's going to be coming, but I don't think it's going to be as soon as, as opposed to later. Well, it depends on what happens with the diesel fuel supply, because I'm hearing reports already that there's running out of gas, and, and I'm not sure how much of that is diesel versus regular gasoline up in Washington State. Um, you know, uh, they, I read a report last week, I think it was on the show, to where they're, they're looking at possibly rationing on the East Coast. And, you know, that's when, when we start rationing diesel fuel, which is how trucks transport all of our goods and, and products across the country, Things could get really, really bad. So, um, we'll especially to- for diesel fuel, because that's what transports most of our goods yeah. across the nation. Right. And so, um, there was a, a Democrat, Katie Porter, um, who was yammering. To, let's just go ahead and play this clip. Even the Democrats are starting to, to complain about what's happening with the economy. Clip four. 
Um, but it's really been over the last six months, maybe nine months, um, that I've noticed it in the grocery store. Um, and I, you know, I've done some checking. You know, my grocery store bill seems twenty dollars, thirty dollars, forty dollars higher, um, and things have gone up. I actually recently did a side by side of my grocery bill um, from a month ago, uh, from six months ago to today, and all but two items that I put in my cart on a regular basis had gone up in cost. This is why they they played that clip earlier. Why they got to switch to this racist nonsense? Because they know they're having to be honest and say this is this this economy is just killing us right now. When you got Democrats agreeing to that, they've got to know that the average American is hurting and there is not any solution in sight. Here's my main point: she's not talking about solutions. You know, we need solutions, don't we, Elhoff? Absolutely, and you know the policies since Biden's taken over have been atrocious for the American economy, for the American safety, for the American defense policy. He's been absolutely disgusting. Democrats instead of Democrats, I'm sorry. They are way out there, and they are throwing these wild punches all over the place to try to distract from the real problem. Well, and they and that what they also aim to do is they know that the American people we're we're that we we're adaptable. We're we we adjust. Right. Um, you know, we're we're hardy stock. And, you know, we and we tend to acclimate uh, to difficult surroundings. And they're hoping that we're just going to adjust and get used to six dollars a gallon of gas and we'll make decisions accordingly. And this is their way, in other words, of of changing culture. They're hoping to make us miserable enough that um that we'll move and, and stop using, we'll buy electric vehicles or we'll move to an urban area and start taking public transportation. They're hoping literally, and I've heard Democrats say this, Elhoff, that, that it, women who are struggling to uh, feed their children will uh, support uh, abortion and go and pick it outside of the Supreme Court justices' houses demanding that they don't overturn Roe v. Wade because this is an example and shows them how they should be able to choose, you know, how many mouths to feed. This is an intentional duress that they're putting the American people under and they don't want to solve this anytime soon. And, you know, what what we need to do as Americans is we need to be thankful that Trump put the foundation in place that he did because can you imagine how much worse it would be, Elhoff? We wouldn't be looking at maybe 2024 in a recession. It'd be happening right now. And we need to remember this and we, we and, and go to the polls demanding that we have uh, uh, elected officials. Wise up, America. Stop buying into this nonsense of replacement theory and Republican a racist and look at your pocketbook and who's and who's causing you to suffer and and how much worse it would be if we hadn't had trump for four years wrap us up dave elhoff financial thought you're absolutely correct on all the above because if we hadn't had trump who was not a politician and he called it like he sees it and he is the art of the deal he changed the whole process And I'll tell you what, folks, if you don't understand it by now, then you're never going to understand it. So, folks, if you want to have strategies to have inflation-proof returns, call me, 619-548-0965, 619-548-0965, or go to Dave at Elhoff.com, E-L-H-O-F-F. Dot com. I'd love to have a conversation with you.
get some peace of mind, get some inflation-proof strategies going for your lives and, and take care of your future and the future for your kids. Thank you so much, Financial Thought right. Doctor. Dave Elhoff, appreciate right, you. Thank you. All right, talk at you later. All right, now y'all don't go anywhere because I'm going to continue to talk at y'all when we come back. And guess what Twitter got busted saying today? I've been promising to play these clips, and I promise you I'm going to do it when we come back. 888-344-1170. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The Answer, San Diego. Andrea K. Telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. 888-344-1170. You can also email me at andreakshow.com. And you can also uh, check out my show, my podcast. I don't talk enough about that. Wherever you can download your podcast and pretty much everywhere, including Spreaker. Okay, so Elon Musk. He is just trolling. He, the only person almost as good as Donald Trump at trolling the libs on Twitter is Elon Musk. <laughs> he tweeted out today how he is going to vote Republican coming down, uh, this go round. And he has just about made the libs just lose their lunch. In fact, I think we have a clip of him saying just that clip one. These are the policies we put in place for misinformation or mislabeling. Wrong clip. My bad. Sorry. Right. Uh, I saw the seven is one and the one is seven. Here's clip one. <laughs> and, um, you know, the, 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 the reality is uh, that, that Twitter at this point, you know, has uh, a very far left bias. Um, and I, I would class myself as, as a moderate and you know, neither Republican nor, nor Democrat. Um, and in fact, uh, I have voted, voted overwhelmingly for Democrats uh, historically, overwhelmingly. Like, I, I'm not sure. I might never have voted for a Republican, just to be clear. Right. Um, now, now, this election, I will. <laughs> yeah, he goes on to say to the, um, you know, to the moderator, I guess, you OK? Because, yeah, this is like shocking. I mean, no matter how, you know, evil. In fact, when he tweeted today, he tweeted that they used to be like the nice party. And now they're just mean and nasty and ugly. And the just the sense of entitlement that this that that party just seems to think that once somebody votes Democrat, that they're always going to vote Democrat, no matter how psychotic, deranged, delusional, um, communistic, fascistic, ugly. I mean, the way that they are, are just um, so full of hate and anger. Carl Cameron, formerly of Fox News Channel, used to be considered a actual journalist who used to be Campaign Carl. They used to call him Campaign Carl because he would report from the campaign trail. Well, I always was suspicious about Campaign Carl and what the real deal was. Well, he's finally come out of the closet, the communist closet, and basically on MSNBC came out and said that it's time for people to have their names taken and be thrown in jail for sharing misinformation. Let that sink in a moment. This is something y'all still watching Fox News. <laughs> that man, um, you know, uh, was on Fox News for many years. And that is such a um, phony outfit and phony operation. Um, and, and so now that just explains why he was just so much in love with George W. Bush campaign. Carl was um, speaking of disinformation and lies and bias. Um, we've got a couple of clips to play here from Twitter. Let's start with um, let's start actually with you just heard uh, Elon Musk talking about, you know, and sounding very coherent and with his explanation of why he's going to vote Republican, get this go round. Here's how Twitter views him. Clip nine. Uh, he has Asperger's. Yeah, yeah, I know that. So he's special. Your special needs. You're literally special needs. So 
I can't even take what you're saying seriously. Do you hear how this this tweet, this person at Twitter, is talking about Elon Musk, mocking him that he's got Asperger's and that he's oh he's literally special needs. <laughs> I just can't even take him seriously. That's that's evil. I have that's sick. That is sick and demented. And that's literally where the Democrat Party is. You think that you think that because uh, I don't you know what I don't even think they pretend anymore. They did they did well, they a good care. they did a good job pretending for a long time that the identity politics game was that they actually cared about the different groups. They flaunt who they are uh, now. They, they yeah they don't even bother to hide it that they're mocking this man. Did that sound like somebody that you know? And this man is absolutely brilliant. So he's on the spectrum. How many brilliant people that have accomplished that much in their lives? I, I, I venture to say that I, my understanding of people on the spectrum with Asperger's are often some of the most intelligent people on the planet. So I'm thinking there's some jealousy going on with that with that tweet there, you know, because they all these Democrats are such little dictator wannabes, right? They all want power. They wish they and were as smart as they Musk. wish they were as smart as he is. That's projection. You're the you're the one who you know deserves to be mocked, Mister Mister Twitter. Um, that same guy though. Now remember, one of the things Elon Musk talked about why he's going to vote Republican is the bias on the part of the left. And you're right, they don't even hide it anymore. Please play clip seven. These are the policies we put in place for misinformation or mislabeling media or whatever. Yeah. Why do you think this should be taken down? Yeah. Like, those are the questions they're going to ask him. Yeah. 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 It's going to be hard for him to be like, oh, because people should make their own decision. It's like, no, but people don't know how to make a rational decision if you don't put out correct things that are supposed to be out in the public. I don't know if you could hear that very well. Here's what he said. Um, there, These are the policies we put in place for misinformation. He's, he's saying that this is what will be said to Elon Musk when he takes over. These are the policies we put in place for misinformation or mislabeling media or whatever. Why do you think this should be taken down? Uh, so those are the questions that they're going to ask him, Elon Musk. And he says it's going to be hard for Musk to say uh, because people should make their own decision. Why would that be hard for Elon Musk to say? I don't think it's going to be hard for him to say at all. It's called free speech. End of discussion. Yeah. The, the uh, you know, pick your ism, the, 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 and the sense of entitlement to be fascistic, totalitarianistic, authoritarianistic, communistic, whatever it is, um, the idea that... Uh, no, people don't know how to make a rational decision if you don't put out correct things. Whose idea of what's correct? This is, we're not talking about, we're talking about opinion here. The people have every right to put out opinion. You know how many facts were left off of Twitter that caused an over 10% swing in the election? Yeah, like let's talk about the Hunter Biden, the Hunter Biden story that Twitter took down and said that was Russian disinformation. When what it was, was it was factual. In fact, you can see the emails. I put that. I mentioned the site last night. I think it's HunterBidenEmails.com. You can go and uh, Peter Navarro's former aide put all put one hundred twenty six thousand of them up. Their their definition of putting correct things out. He the way he phrased it is dead on. You put correct things out that are supposed to be what's put in public. Control the message. You control minds, and you can control elections. There's no place in the Democrat world for an opposing viewpoint. This is a very dangerous place to be in this country. Really dangerous place. And then you add in this this push to hand us over to the World Health Organization. The truth is, look at look at what the, look at what Twitter. Their idea of misinformation with Twitter and the and the social media accounts labeled as misinformation, it was truth. 
about the shots. It was truth that masks didn't work. It was truth that lockdowns, lockdowns, that you don't lock down healthy people. It was truth that they tried to block. The children don't get it and they don't get it. It was truth that these shots were not properly tested and that um, the human race were the guinea pigs. It was truth that these side effects that Pfizer that Heiser, Pfizer hid for two years. It was truth that these shots were causing adverse reactions and deaths. Yet you could swear and call Trump every name under the book on Twitter and still keep your account. Right. They, they, their idea of correct is it's ideology and it, they're not even hiding it anymore. What they think is correct is what you sh- what they want you to know because their end game justifies them withholding information from it's you. correct if you think like them exactly and their definition of correct is whatever's going to get them whatever information that you need to have spoon fed to you so that they can have the government system in place that they want to have that was that that was the game that the ussr did and what noco is doing with their state-run media you're going to be compliant if you're only spoon fed what they want you to know this is why they had to stop you from knowing the truth about masks and about distancing and all the other and all the other communistic controls they put in place. They had to stop you from sharing that on social media because we even had conservatives buying into the nonsense that was about masks. We had Trump buying in 14 days to flatten the curve. I need Trump to start coming out on the campaign trail and saying, I made a mistake by listening to Fauci and going along with that. And never again. Where is Trump on on pushing back against the World Health Organization being given the sovereignty? Yeah, if he wants, whether it's Speaker of the House or a possible run in 24, he should be pushing back every single day against every one of these things. Yeah, he needs to be pushing back against the deep state. In fact, I haven't even heard him say much about this Sussman trial that's taking place as a part of the Durham investigation. We're going to take a break if you guys have been watching that. And also, I'm curious if you guys watched uh, the trial of what's becoming, you know, the trial of, I don't want to say the century, but yeah, this I've missed Amber, the last week. i got to catch up. Um, uh, you know, this has some social cultural implications. If you guys are watching the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial, I'm not up to on what's happening with that. Give me a buzz. Let me know. 888-344-1170. This is the Andrea K. Show on AIM 1170, The Answer. Andrea K, bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show 888-344-1170. Who's been following this uh Sussman trial. This is the the attorney who pretended he was representing himself when he went to the FBI and James Baker in the fall of 2016 saying, hey, you know, I've got this I've got this thumb drive. I've got this white paper here that explains that that Trump's been uh, he's got this server where he's been sharing all this this information with this Russian alpha bank. And um, he has been charged. Michael Sussman has been charged with lying to the authorities, saying that he only represented himself when he was really representing Hillary Clinton and um, the DNC. Okay, so a couple of things here. A couple of weeks ago, I reported that the judge who was an Obama appointee, Judge Cooper, that Judge Cooper had denied, he had restricted the evidence that Dur- the Durham prosecutors could present that showed that there was a joint venture between Sussman and Hillary Clinton and the DNC. Um, 
how do you present information that he lied and withheld information about two other entities, the Hillary Clinton campaign and the DNC, without mentioning that there was a joint venture between him and Hillary Clinton and the DNC? Does that make any sense? Sussman's defense, by the way, is that everybody knew that Hillary Clinton was his client. He's kind of got a point there, even though James Baker has a text where he says, oh, I'm just representing myself. It actually occurred to me today, and I mentioned this on One American News. I did an, uh, an interview that I wouldn't put. This is such a waste of time, such a pathetic attempt at bad theater that it's insulting to my intelligence. Am I really supposed to believe that them bringing this low level dude in some attorney in who um, who like the other guy, the other attorney that lied on the FISA, FISA warrant application, he got one year of probation and even got to keep his law license. So am I supposed to believe that this trial is actually the deep state and the swamp being held accountable for the attempt by the FBI and the DOJ and the Hillary Clinton campaign and the DNC to sway the outcome of the 2016 election and then set up an insurance policy for an insurrection. Am I supposed to really really believe that this is anybody being held accountable? I'm to the point where I actually I wouldn't put it past Bill Barr himself to have said to Sussman, hey, shoot Baker a text, you know, if you know that that you're acting on your own this way, we can make you the scapegoat if this gets found out. I mean, why wouldn't they do that? Somebody's got to be held accountable. We'll throw that. This is the equivalent. This is the equivalent of Skinny Pete, I think his name was in Breaking Bad. One of the dudes selling a little rock on the street corner of, you know, methamphetamine while Gus Fring gets away with with running his his operations out of Los Hermanos, Los Pollos Hermanos. Did you ever watch Breaking Bad? So you're not even getting my whole Gus Fring scheme. No, I don't get it. I've never seen an episode. <laughs> well, think of it. You know, this is the, this Sussman dude is the equivalent of the guy who sells. Uh, he's the drug runner out on the streets. He's not the he's not the 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 drug cartel. OK. Think of it that way. This is how jaded I am over this. To, and, and, and you know what? Another reason why I'm jaded is that if, if Durham actually if this was really about holding anybody accountable, why would he have held this trial in D.C.? where over 90% of all voters voted for Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden. I mean, how would, this cannot be a fair trial. Did you guys know that, that a, a, I don't even know how many potential jurors all admitted that they not only voted for Hillary Clinton in 2016 or Joe Biden in 2020, they actually donated money to their campaigns. We're talking about activists. That should be immediate, immediate disqualification. In fact, there was no way that with the Obama appointed judge, because quite frankly, the Obama was really the Gus Fring of this operation. Right? So this is supposed to be some legitimate attempt at accountability? Please. In the words of the great Judge Judy, don't pee on my leg and tell, and tell me it's raining. When you've got jurors... That, that not only voted for Hillary Clinton, in fact, one of them said, I, I think I can try to be impartial. I hated Trump, but if it's not Trump on trial here, of course Trump is on trial here. How many Democrats are okay that they flat out don't care whether or not the FBI and the DOJ colluded, lied to FISA courts, illegally spied on Donald Trump? You think they care? No, they're all for it. This, I'm just... I, I, I was asked in my interview with Karen McKinney if I thought there's going to be a conviction. Even if there is, it's meaningless. It's absolutely meaningless. If you don't hold accountable the people who who 
at the top of this organization and everybody involved, it's meaningless. And this was this was always always going to be the case when Hillary Clinton, even going back to James Comey, coming out on that July 4th weekend and listing all the crimes she committed and then doing a, a legal technique called paralleling was saying, well, if she didn't have the intent here, which you don't have to have intent when you violate the Espionage Act, you just have to violate the Espionage Act. So they gave her an out. It, the, the fix was in and she knew it. That's what, you know, she should have, you know, she should be behind bars. There's nobody there's nobody of any consequence is going to be behind bars here. And I just find it absolutely disgusting. And there's and where's the outcry for this? No outcry for this as well. Quite frankly, they, they had a, the first day of testimony was an FBI agent who said that it looks it was stupid from the beginning. In fact, he said that it was it was suspect because it, here, here's a couple things that came out. That this supposed site, that server that Trump had set up where he was colluding with the Russians had his name in it. (laughs) The FBI agent was like, if a presidential candidate is going to want to spy or do some do something improper with a foreign government, I don't think they'll put their name on the D on the URL Especially somebody as intelligent as President Trump. Well, I mean, he actually, this this FBI agent actually went on to say when he sent this white paper over to somebody, he referred to it as a 5150, which is, is I guess it's a way that FBI agents refer to people that are mentally disabled, mentally handicapped. That's how bad this was. And yet, even in light of all that, it ended up into a Bob Mueller run FBI serious investigation into Donald Trump in an attempt to remove him from office. Yet there yet I'm supposed to be I'm supposed to be okay with this Sussman guy going down. No. It, you get back to me when James Jim Jim Comey, James Comey goes down, when Rosenstein goes down, when Peter Strzok, Lisa Page, when they all go down. Brennan, Clapper, when all of them are trotted in. When all of them are indicted, then I'm going to feel like maybe, just maybe, we might have some accountability for what's going on with the deep state. The deep state. This is the same FBI, by the way, that entrapped a bunch of people in the in these fake kidnapping plots. The same FBI that ran a, 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 a widespread sting operation, not sting operation, but dragnet to bring in every grandma they could find who just happened to be wandering around the Capitol, and that literally happened. So that's my take on this Durham uh, theatrical production. It's 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 as bad of a production as that Nina Jankowitz and her Mary Poppins songs. So, but there you have it. That's what's happening with the Durham investigation. And if I were to, in, in, if I had the opportunity to interview Donald Trump, I'd be asking him about it. What's your plan? To, what's your plan to to rat out the deep state? Who are you going to fire day one? And if he doesn't say Christopher Ray, he's not my guy. So, and that's what Kurt Schlichter was saying when he was on the show a couple weeks ago. He's like, look, I still think Trump's the guy, but he's got to be primaried. He's got to fight for it. He's got to earn it. I think, unfortunately, he's taken a couple of things for granted. Well, I just think that, you know, there's also so much happening. I, 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 I uh, Time has moved on, right? People have forgotten. How many people are even pay, even know that Sussman is on trial right now? How many people don't care? And that's a win for them. 
This we're we're now looking at seven years since Trump came down the escalator since all this began. The greatest scandal in the United States for a U.S. government since Watergate, greater than Watergate. And no, and, and I'm supposed to be pleased that Sussman and Kleinsmith and some other guy, Deschenko or whatever his name is, might get probation. Not good enough. Yeah, big deal. Not good enough. All right, we're going to take a break. Final segment of the Andrea K. Show coming up. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K. on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. I tell y'all, these Democrats sit around thinking of ways. Who can we tax? Whose pockets can we pick? Guess who it is now, San Diego? Street vendors. You know, those people that are out there because maybe they got a notepad and some pencils and they're trying to make a buck by drawing caricatures if you're down by the beach or, you know, whatever. Or maybe they've got T-shirts they want to sell and they've got like a little folding table set up. Sometimes you go down to Balboa Park, they're selling like the corn on the cob down there. Yeah, you know what? I love street vendors. I mean, this is like you go to the French Quarter and they're, you know, they're playing music and singing or they got, you know, whatever they're trying to sell. And it's just, you know... Now, you've got to have permission in this country to do anything and everything. We learned that under COVID, right? You had to have permission to leave your house, right? You had to be an essential worker. Look how they're now going to punish. At a time in which people are struggling to pay for a tank of gas in San Diego County, they're going after street vendors. Come June 1st, there's going to be new regulations and taxations for all these people that are just trying to make a buck selling something on, a, a, as a street vendor. And they don't harass anybody. It's not like they're carnival barkers. I've never gone by a street vendor and had them scream at me, hey, want to buy a T-shirt? You could be like one foot from them. And if you just walk by, they don't say a word. Right. So there's no reason to go and target these individuals. But this that's because this is what dictatorships and authoritarianism and totalitarianism is about. It's about literally what can, what do we not have control of, like what they did to Uber? What do we not have control of that we can now regulate and, and, and tax? Now it's street vendors, right? And look at what they did to Uber, right? So one of the reasons why people like street vendors is because maybe they're cheaper than buy. Maybe it's cheaper to buy a T-shirt off of somebody with a folded table at the beach somewhere than it is to go into some shop where they've got to pay for their rent and their electricity bill and pay for their, you know, people. Right. You should have a choice as a consumer where you want to buy. So guess what's going to happen now? It, all street vendors are going to have to get a permit to operate. The permit fee for the first year is $38. And you might go, well, what's the big deal, $38? Well, $38 can matter to somebody who's struggling to pay a bill that's living out of their car and selling T-shirts on the side of the road. And I was just going to say, you know, especially now that inflation is out, you know, out the roof, $38 is $38. Yeah, and if they don't pay it, they're subject to penalties of at a minimum of $1,000. And guess how much they know and are planning for these people to not have the $38 to pay? That they are setting aside in the budget, guess how much? In order to enforce the ordinance. Oh, I'm afraid to ask. $7 million. $2.3 million is allotted for impounding and storing the violator's equipment. So you're basically going to see, and I'm not even joking, people down at Balboa Park scoping it out and making sure all the permits are valid. Yeah, this is harassment. You should be able to be a street vendor wherever you want in this country. Well, and you know, but then, but then as I say that, I go, well, we've had this debate on should, and I actually put it out there to the listeners. Should people be allowed to live on the street? Should, do you, do you think 888-344-1170, do you think people should be able to sell their wares on a street? I think if they want to set up 
on certain areas. I think it should be up to the to to the maybe up to the to the whoever owns the property. Yeah. Right. If it's a city street, though, should they be able to sell? Like if they're in Pacific Beach, if the, if, if should they be able to sell on, on a street? I mean, it's a tough call. I mean, you, you really have to think about it. I would, I guess, I would say, as long as you're not parked out in front of somebody's home, it's okay. I mean, when we had lemonade stands when we were kids, we didn't have to get a permit fee. We didn't have to pay a permit uh, fee. Don't give them ideas, AK. We didn't have, we didn't have Big Brother coming around going, "Hey, kid, you got to, you, you pay, you get a you permit. permit for that. Otherwise, we're going to confiscate your pitcher and your lemons and your table and your, you know, all that." I think I, th- I don't have a problem with street vendors. They're not harassing anybody. You know, they're not camping out and staying there overnight and trying to live on the streets. I, no, I don't think they should and be if doing anything, this. Like you go to places again, like Balboa Park, it adds to the atmosphere. This is just another way for them to have controls, another way for them to jack people and um, pick their pockets uh, the, up to a thousand dollar fine and have their equipment impounded. Think about how much that's going to hurt the little guy out there just trying to make a buck. Well, and especially think about, okay, so they didn't, they don't have the permit. They have their equipment impounded. Do you think they're going to be able to afford to get it out? Right. No, of course not. That's business. That's business game over. Yeah. So this is a way for them. So that's a sideline benefit is that they, they get to run street vendors out because they want to be able to control. Uh, they, they'd be happy if all we had left was Amazon and Walmart. Well, that's the plan. Right. Yeah. This is a way to get rid of mom and pops, just like COVID was a great way to get rid of mom and pops. You could go into Walmart and, and hang out in the bookstore, but you couldn't go into a mom and pop bookstore, right? This was a way that they actually moved a lot of commerce away from small business owners and to the big corporations. And this is this is just another way to do that off the backs of the little guy. I look at street vendors as being, they're entrepreneurs, in my opinion. Amen. They're creative. They're entrepreneurs. These are people that are out. Instead of just standing on a corner with a street sign saying, give me money, they're willing to They're willing to do something for their money. Right? How is this any different than having a kiosk? It's right community in the give back. Yeah. And and really, they, you know, and, and people are really buying stuff that they want. Like I said, you can get a t-shirt there for cheaper than if you go into a store in the mall. Right? You can get it right then instead of having to order off of Amazon. I see. There's no downside to a street vendor, in my opinion. Now, if they start harassing people and start doing carnival barking, like, you know, but I've never had anybody do that to me. It's not like when you're in Mexico and you're trying to lay down and in some places they come up, you know. I would love and, to know why you. they thought this was a good idea. Well, it's, uh, you know, they're actually trying to claim in this article on, on um, KGTV that some of the, some of the uh, street vendors are all for it. I, I don't believe that at all. Would you poll three? Yeah. Um, according to council member Jennifer Campbell, District 2, the way the ordinance has been worked out, it's a win-win. It's a win for the vendors. How is this a win for the vendors? I don't see a win in any way. There's no, how is it a win for them? Um, it's a win for the city. And it's a win to keep our parks and our cities open to haul. How does this, you don't have to tax people to keep them open. They're already open. That's nonsense. There's a whole educational process as well as licensing, paying tax, having their state license, etc. This is just about control. So what it's always about with Democrats, it's about seizing control over our economy, which is supposed to be a free market. Not anymore. There's nothing free. Nothing free. Nothing free from a dollar standpoint and nothing free from a liberty standpoint anymore. All right, thanks to the listeners. Thanks to my guests, Robbie Starbuck and Congressman Biggs. We'll be back tomorrow night on Friday Eve. Oh, and Dave Alhoff, Financial Thought Doctor. Peace out. See you tomorrow.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.